Wow, welcome back. It's just a big week. We've got the man, the myth, the legend. I'm using that again. I used it last we week. We got too. a guy. He's like, would you say he's a modern day Renaissance man? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an artist. Yes. He's a welder. Yes. He's a male exotic dancer. Who can he dance? He is the Ingve Malstein of Kitar. I don't even. Yeah. Don't know who that and is. And he is. He's, he's he's the greatest guitar player of all time. Okay. And not only does he have many uh, things he does, he has many names. Yeah. Some people call him Good Sean. Yep. Some people call him Bad Sean. Yep. Some people call him Bougie Sean. Yep. Even other people call him Yacht Rock Sean. That's true. We've he's also known as Hair Metal Sean. Okay. <laughs> Griff, you and I, we just know him as friend. Just friend. Close friend. An associate. And of course, the friend we're talking about is our buddy Sean. Sean. Give it up for Sean. A little louder, Griff. Sean. Okay. That was a pretty weak ovation, but yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, First, thank you for, for letting down. us tape from your yacht. Yeah, this is great. We're right, we're right off the coast of France right now, which is great because it's cold as shit in Detroit. Yeah. I've been working on my bonjours. Yeah, we're like we're on the HMS Spick and Spandex. His, uh, of course, HMS <laughs> stands for Hair Metal Sean. <laughs> I like the Spick and Spandex. Yeah. How long have you been thinking about that one? <laughs> it came today. Just came today. Yeah. Usually we don't let the unclean on board the ship, so maybe we'll scrub uh, well, you down. Well, you know, what was I'm getting. <laughs> I don't. I just. I'm going to break this to you, Griff. Today, today alone. We sold a hundred Bronchlongs. Bronchlongs. Bronson brand sex toys are through the roof. I'm hoping. Hey, I'm telling you, <laughs> I like the way Sean lives, and I think I can get used to it. And we will, thanks to Hydrophil called me up, and he wants to use a licensed um, uh, Charles Bronze Worst. Bronze Worst, yeah, Bronze Worst via so, Chicago, via Chicago, yeah. So. We'll see. You know, there's plenty in the works. And Mr. Bronson, since you got the name, Chen, and you can talk to him, maybe we can get that. Oh, I'm sending the message right now. Oh, you man. Could, if you could hear, it would be that same noise that Aquaman makes when he talks to Yes. It's pretty much it. We just nailed it. He got the message. He got it. He's get, You're just waiting for him to text you back now. Yes. Because he can't do it. <laughs> so we're going to be spending the whole episode marveling at uh, our friend Sean here's notes. Handwritten, 45 pages. He's got... <laughs> Color-coded. He, Color-coded. He's got large fonts, small fonts. This is like... I got schematics. I got drawings. This got, is this whole, is amazing. What they call the kitten caboodle. I'm pretty sure I'm taking a picture of this to put on Instagram. <laughs> Just these I, layered out. I, I'm impressed. I, I can't now, believe... It's all, I, I know I'm usually a sarcastic douchebag, but this is no sarcasm. I'm impressed. No, it's the this most... Amazing. I mean, if effort alone gave you listens, he would have a hundred already. Like (laughs) right now, before the episode's even out. You just got to be bad, Sean. Yeah. So I mean, we got a lot. I mean, this movie crams a lot into an hour and forty-three minutes. I feel like we're gonna have a a struggle to get it under an hour and forty-three minutes ourselves. So be it. Of course, the movie we're talking about is the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Mm. Across the eighth dimension, is that the? I believe it is. Yeah, enough. eighth dimension. So, uh, before we get into the trailer, I just want to ask Sean real quick: How did you come across this movie? What was your first viewing like? You know, something like that. Did you uh, see this at the theater? 
I did not see this in okay. the theater. I oh, think I saw this like on Cinemax or HBO yeah. or something. I don't even remember it being in the theater actually, but I don't either. I remember coming across it and I've always loved comic books and this is kind of a good comic book pulp hit the feature uh thermostat down. It's the loudest nope. squeak toy ever on that wall. Yeah. Just hit it down. That should cut it off. There we go. <laughs> we just ruined Sean. He's probably okay with it. Uh, I really don't think I can do this anymore. This is yeah. not professional. At we all. ruined the experience. Wait, 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 wait. We're on his list. yacht. <laughs> it's his fault. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is your fault. Guys, I'd like to really apologize. Uh, Come the engines on. are... I, I got twin. Somebody cats. horse whipped that guy who did that. For sure, I, the cocktail shrimp has been subpar so far as well. It's been making me a little sick. Oh, we'll toss it overboard along with you. Oh, okay. So this movie, this movie, uh, it's a perfect '80s movie. I it's like a, that you looked at your notes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I have this notes. is supposed to be off the cuff, man. <laughs> uh, it's it's everything to everybody. It's it's a, a great comic book pulp feature. It has. Great nostalgia for the '80s. It has, uh, it invents its own mythology, which I think is crazy good. It doesn't even explain half the stuff. It just assumes you're hitting the ground running, just like right. Canon. Uh, it, Foot it's, on the gas. It's an awesome way to do stuff where you, you're kind of just thrown right, right in the deep water, and they have a, a whole mythology that was created beforehand so you just assume that they've all had these adventures you assume they've all been doing this stuff they've lost friends they've lost families they've gone through hardship they've yeah. gone through love they've mm. gone through crisis it's all kinds of I'm, stuff i'm glad you pointed that out because my beef with like modern movies now is everything's got to be explained and that's why every movie's three fucking hours now like, this movie very little is explained yes. you're kind of left on your own devices but you still to figure it out. like but it's like fucking whatever backstory you have for Boba Fett is ten times greater than the shit we got in the prequels. Like, Theater yes. of the mind, yeah, exactly. Yep. And so this they trusted the the viewers to be like, look, you fill in the blanks. I call it respect. And they that's... respect their viewing audience enough to let them fill in the blanks. That's why I'm glad the Boba Fett movie got canceled. Not that I what? watched. They were supposed to be one in the works, and I'm glad it got canceled because he's got nothing to him. Why make a whole story about it? You're going to ruin it like people are upset about the whole uh, Han Solo movie. Yeah, Just was, fucking don't do it. Yeah, that was pretty bad. So, um, any more to say? We're going to get we're gonna tag you right back in after the trailer here, and you're going to hit us with wait, some wait, hard facts. Wait, 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 hold on a second. What? Before, what do you Before have? we get into Buckaroo Banzai, I want to get into Sean. Get into Sean? And by get, I don't mean sexually. Well, we I are going to have wanna, to jump them in with our ceremonial uh, swords in my bathroom. <laughs> that's after. That's after we record. Cause he might die. That's the real devil's and triangle. And we need to get the, the the episode out first. So That's true. So, as I explained on, I think it was the Mike episode, the, if you want to get down to the essence of somebody, you need to give them the Playboy Playmate Daddy She Questions. Oh, oh good God. <laughs> Now, I wanted my. I, what I usually do is I get whatever the playmate was of the month and year you were born. I get those questions. Okay, but you're kind of squirrely about how old you are. I still don't know how old you are. You're man of mystery. Twelve, man of seventy-two. Many names. I don't know. So I compromised by getting the data sheet from Donna Spear, star of one of Golden Globe Theater's favorite movies, Hard Tick to Hawaii. Oh, A classic. <laughs> My favorite episode. So, without further ado, let me get into this. 
Let me get into Sean. Mm, Sean. Figuratively speaking. What are your ambitions? (laughs) To be a good person. To keep on trudging through this life and touch as many human beings as I can. Hmm. I think you're going to touch a lot of human beings after this episode comes out. It's true. Sean. What do you, besides these questions, what are your turn-ons? <laughs> mm. And the two guys across from you, what yeah. are your turn-ons? That, that is a given. Have you ever made love to our, or our podcast playing in the background? That's what, that's what I want to know. Uh, handjobs count. Handjobs count. Yeah. Handjobs count. Well, there you it's go. It's a sexual act. Mm. I could go to jail if I do it in front of somebody, so yeah, it's a sexual act. Yeah, handy here and there, you know? I think it's uh, kind of easy listening in the background kind of feel to it. So, yeah, it's soothing what? voices. It depends if Hydra fills on. <laughs> <laughs> then they kind of turn it down a little bit. That gets people's minds wondering. <laughs> then people just get hungry. So mm. that's your turn on? Going Globus Theater? <laughs> it should be everybody's turn on. My one and only. That's, that's how okay. I get an erection. Well, actually. by contrast, what are your turn offs? Uh, lousy podcasting. <laughs> I Smart. wouldn't know anything about that. Scratchy Smart. people. I don't know. I... <laughs> In joke. <laughs> oh, boy. Sean, what are your favorite books? Ooh. Uh, the ones with pictures? Oh, okay. That's exactly what Donna Spear said, too. Oh, wow. Do you really want to know a book that I'm Yeah, sure. Yes, Catcher in the Rye is always with my favorite. I know that's everybody's favorite. Oh, my favorite. God. I don't know anybody whose favorite is Catcher well, in the Rye. Well, the guy who shot uh, John Lennon's favorite that's true. book was Catcher in the Rye. Well, I'm taking Well, you got something in common with him. <laughs> Look out, Yoko. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a joke. <laughs> what are your favorite performers besides the two guys across from you? Uh, big Gallagher fan. Uh, who isn't? Well, there's going to be a kind of a, you'll see, there's Watermelon mentioned in this, and it's kind of a... We'll have back a callback. I, yeah. I, think, I think you're calling callbacks in this, too. You back blew to our watermelons with that uh, interesting <laughs> factoid earlier. Earlier? Yeah. It, so you'll see. There's, uh, there's a lot more to come. Sean, what are your favorite sports? Uh, football. Hockey. Wait, are we talking about real football or are we talking soccer? Real football. Good. American football. <laughs> I have a passing fancy with uh, you always talk football. With, you always talk with our buddy Mike, who's been on some episodes about soccer all the time, so I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's You flirt a, with it. it. I flirt with that, mainly just to get into the inner circle with Mike. You know? Yeah, he's a tough nut he's, to crack. It, it's a tough nut to crack. We've had him on how many times? Five. Uh, five. And I still don't have no idea who he is. We have person. no idea who he is. No idea. He's, he's beyond Ron Swanson of uh, Secretive. He's probably got so much gold buried in his lawn. And sure. that's where all the cheese goes. Finally, what's your secret fantasy? Hmm. To get a bigger yacht. <laughs> I'm glad we caught you in between docking season because <laughs> it was so hard to get you on our schedule here. That's maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. So I was, hoping, lot to I was hoping he would say to be the, the number one episode of, among our friends. Because <laughs> we always pit our friends against each other to try to get the best episode. Well, I paid a lot of money for these bots, so <laughs> things should be... If, hey, if it's legit, it's not. Bots whatever. count, dude. We're inclusive here. That's bots true. Bots are people, too. Bots are people, too. Speaking of bots, I have one other question that's off the cuff here. Um, who's a better rich person, you or uh, Elon Musk? I strive to be Elon Musk. I strive to really? be flamethrowers. I strive to fat, the smoke fat Scorpio. I like your, your the second best podcast. You're so modest that you say you strive to be him when you've gone so far above him. 
If you if you uh, stay complacent like that, you'll never. I mean, you gotta have chief. I saw achieve. you in that Thai cave swimming and rescuing the children. I mean, you were like, I don't even need oxygen. I could just do this by my own lung capacity. When I see people in need, I'm there. It's crazy. Haiti saw you there rescuing people after the hurricane. Like, you're the greatest humanitarian that nobody knows of. Got to get good juju. That's how it goes. And also, you have a lot of yachts. There you go. All right. We ready for trailer? We're ready. I think I've, I finally know you. I've known you how many years, and now I finally know we you. We know more about him than Mike. I'll never know Mike. I don't think Mike knows Mike. <laughs> I know what Mike doesn't like in his food. That's a that's <laughs> yeah. That's thing. actually <laughs> the most I know about Mike is what he doesn't like to eat. Because that's a that's a podcast in itself. Just figuring out uh, what what situations he likes cheese in is a podcast in itself. <laughs> I feel I know a lot about Sean Pigeon. I think All that right. kid's in. Okay. All right, this is for a different <laughs> podcast. We got to get to this trailer, yeah, guys. Come on, little, come on. Yeah. All a right. Little too inside. Murray, man. hit him. Let's do it. The yes. adventure. A buckaroo bonsai across the end dimension. He's a rocker. Doctor. Don't talk on that. You never know what I might be attached to. Inventor. Activate oscillator. He's the Philosopher. No matter where you go, there you are. And the only hero. Buckaroo. 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 Curse are you bonsai. Who can save us all? Evil. You are unstoppable from the eighth dimension. Burn him. Launch thermal pod. Buckaroo Bonsai is pure nutty fun. Buckaroo, you forgot your thruster. What are you all on for what? The cult sci-fi classic. Run, run! In a dimension all its own. Real life Martians landing in New Jersey. Corito, We will fire a portable beam weapon. Vaporize the whole damn planet? If we blow this today, get him up. There ain't no tomorrow. Left, I said left. This is left. I mean, my left. All left. Go your right. Buckaroo, the president's calling about is everything okay with the alien space club from Planet 10, or should you just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. Which was yes, destroy Russia or uh, number two? Oh. Back. Stuff open for... <laughs> We're going to be excited to hear more of the shuffling papers of those notes. Hold those notes up to the mic and shuffle them real quick. Yeah. No, it's just okay. Don't sounds be... just like all my cash in my wallet. Oh, man. You're just God. lording it over us. God. I mean, we're already on your yacht. You've already thrown right. three servants overboard. <laughs> like, for now. I, for now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We at least got to see some sharks eat some people. That was cool. That was really cool. And Fonz, how did you get Wrinkler? You spend Wrinkler? Henry Wrinkler. Are you saying Wrinkler or Winkler? It's Winkler. <laughs> Winkler? It's Winkler. I called him Wrinkler the whole year. <laughs> God damn it. His friends did. Wow. But he's been fucking, uh, what's it called? Ski? What do you call that? Ski boating? Water skiing. Water skiing. That's the one. Yeah. He's been water skiing. Yeah, yeah, jumping sharks the whole time. This is fucking hey. great, dude. This is the best time ever. But, um,. We want to get we want to get a couple facts because you've been blowing our mind for the last hour and a half with these facts, man. So hit us with a couple. Uh, one of them was who was uh, according to uh, the institute. We'll just say that that's where I'm getting my information. Mm. According to the institute, the uh, the original casting of Buckaroo was supposed to be uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. 
yeah. which I thought was an interesting choice. Did Bachelor choice. Party come out by then, or was I think that was right around the same time? Okay. It was it was pre big, it was pre you know his uh, rise. Yeah, I was gonna say he he was kind of a nobody, but then again, so was Peter Weller at this time too. Yeah, so. it was pre Screamers for Peter Weller. <laughs> <laughs> Screamers, which one's that? I know that one. It was a sci-fi thing. It was not not a special. Not oh, you know what? I think Lopez. that's a PKD uh, based movie. I think you're right. Yeah. I hear it's bad. Go on. Pete Phil K. Dick? Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that made me think. Stop no, the, the, uh, he was rumored to be cast in it, and then Michael Keaton. Ah, oh, Batman. One of the two. Yeah. Batman. He has great range. Uh, one of the two actually was really close to signing the deal, but they wanted him for a three-picture deal. Yeah. And Interesting how there are no Eurasian people, because as we learn in this movie, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, they didn't even. Uh, it's an American mother and a Japanese father. They didn't even consider mm. Eurasian person. Come on. Very unwoke. Okay, we're, we're derailing our host here, so just, let's. Yeah, I don't really uh, appreciate you besmirching uh, Buckaroo or the Institute. I'm just uh, saying. There are armed guards on the I'm just saying George Takai could have done a great to... fucking job, guys. That's all I'm saying. Look, they're tightening their grips oh, on their whips and uh, batons and everything, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't cause any more ruckus here. Okay. Well, the uh, the uh, uh, director's cut, if you will, had the... Laser disc version, of course. Yeah, there you go. That's laser what disc, I should have yeah. said. That's <laughs> for, <laughs> I didn't have my laser disc player with me, so I had to watch the Amazon Prime. The 8-track yeah. of these, this version had uh, <laughs> an extended intro where you got to see Buckaroo as a child. What? And... I mean, this is the first time I'm ever hearing about this. Yeah. Breaking news. It's true. So he uh, it was on the testing grounds... And they were testing out that version of the Rocket 88, which is the, uh, the, well, I don't even know if it was the 88 back then, but it was the precursor to the Rocket 88. And you got to meet his parents. Question. Is the old Asian professor his dad in the movie? It is not his dad. It is his uh, dad's uh, partner, if you will, or uh, fellow scientist. Dr. Hakita or Professor Hakita. Who uh, pretty much took over raising Buckaroo and his his basic father. Do you you learn in the prologue what happened to his parents? You do. You see what happened to it. Okay, lay it on. Is this like a Harry Potter situation? Uh, yeah, Yeah, more or less. Because the true villain of all Buckaroo's mythos is a gentleman named Hanoi Shan. A name only spoken in whispers. Kind of like oh. Volder, Voldemort, isn't it? What? What? What did you say, Voldemort? Voldemort? What the fuck is Voldemort? Voldemort. So basically, what you're saying is J.K. Rowling ripped off Buckaroo Banzai. It's not what I'm saying. That's liable. <laughs> I would never say something like that. See, where you get in my position like me, you don't make half-cocked comments like that. Yeah, because as powerful as you are, you're it's not true. as powerful as J.K. Rowling. I mean, I'm sure my legal team could take her, but still. I've literally read a history book. You said something. Looked back at the history book, and like Back to the Future, the words were changed to what you had just said. I like that. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. This man has a lot of power. Look at Chuck Norris thing. It's perfect. <laughs> but in that intro, you get to see how <clears throat> the testing goes, and a tragedy happens, and the rocket car explodes, killing both his mother and father. And his mother, I don't think I mentioned it yet, was played by Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode herself. What? Did she have the short hair or the long hair? She had a appropriate haircut for that time. <laughs> it was neither short nor long. Okay. It was just a 
fifties uh, mom. This is a question for Sean Pigeon. Did she get her boobs out at all? No, <laughs> there was okay. there was no uh, trading places involved um, in this one. Sorry, Sean. Was she uh, eating enough activity uh, to stay regular at that time? She looked fit. She looked fit. She ate her probiotics. So she looked like she was, she was okay. regular. So. Okay, that's good. <laughs> For that time, period. I worry about her. I didn't. I didn't, she didn't worry need to about wear her. Wear clean underwear when she died <laughs> oh, because God. she was. She was. Wait, already she's dead. In the movie, she died. Oh, she died <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> wow, I was like, she's she's, still with us. She was just in that movie. <laughs> oh. So they. Uh, that's how they perished, and it was Hanoi Shan who has become Buckaroo's foil throughout the years. And as we get on to this conversation, as we get deeper, I'm going to go into it. Well, what is, he's done. Is there an explanation why they cut this out? Is this time related? I'm or? sure it was time. They they yeah. didn't really explain okay. exactly why. I mean, we were talking about if it were a movie made today, this movie would have been split into three movies. Like it was intended to be a trilogy, right? You said that. I think they were just going to keep going as long as they could. They, right. That's why in the end credits they they preface it. Yeah. Tuned. But um, that's, I mean. Even the, even in modern times, like this move, this first movie would have been split into three. Yeah, three like three hour movies. Yeah, you think about it in the, what they were doing when I mentioned it was kind of a pulp kind of feel to it. Uh, think of serializations like yeah. the uh, Superman old old one. That's yeah. kind of the feel for this, and that's why in the end credits they were introducing the next chapter. Yeah, this was definitely a comic book movie. Of, yeah. Of a, Comic book that doesn't exist. Yeah, it was it was intense. It's a fucking Calvin and Hobbes like fever dream because it's just like mm-hmm. so much shit's happening all at once. I mean, we, we probably should get in. We good to get into it? Let's get into it because we've got a lot to go over here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty plot heavy. <laughs> so we're gonna start out and we're building up to this big science experiment. I couldn't figure out. Who was running it? Because there was like a senator there, and he's wearing like his no, golf outfit. He was the secretary of defense. Okay, he looked like he just got right. off the golf course. Well, there was there was two people there. The, the secretary of defense was there, and uh-huh. he's the one who's kind of become the thorn in everybody's side the entire time. And then there was also a, uh, a high-ranking general, and he was the one who was casting aspirations and saying that. Uh, it looks like your boy's not showing up. Yeah, this. he yeah. was. He was he, the one dressed in the golf outfit, kind of feel to it. Oh, was it? The was other it guy had guy? like a windbreaker that he kept wearing all the time. That was that was the guy who keeps popping up later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's what's that guy's name? I don't know. He was just the secretary of defense. Let's call him Brookins. Brookins. Deal. Okay. Right. Done. Yeah. So what starts out? They're testing out this uh, rocket ship, not rocket, rocket ship, rocket car. Yeah. So they're on like. I don't know, like the Salt Flats of Utah, whatever they do to like test Yeah, out in Nevada somewhere. And they're like, where the fuck is Bonsai, man? Because he's supposed to be driving this thing. Yep. But where is he? He's doing some little little brain surgery. Just a little brain surgery. Because his buddy, New Jersey, played by Jeff Goldblum, who's <sighs> also a brain surgeon, needed some help. I love... The thing that sold this movie to me, they're speaking all these like 10-cent science words... And I was just like eyes glazed over, like I can't even s- speak half yeah. my own body parts. Hippocampus, they can't do it. Exactly. And you, that the cadence of Goldblum alone, just like yeah, here's what I try to do. I try to stretch this nerve so it approach the uh, inner cortex vertebrate. It was amazing. That's the that's the charm of Goldblum, though. His pregnant pauses in between stuff. The way he, the way he 
doesn't say stuff yeah. is just as impactful as the way he does. Like yeah. a good drummer. Yeah. What uh, you don't play is right. part of the song, too. Exactly. And I, I know you want to bring something up about it. We'll do it in a little while uh, when he brings it up again. But anytime Buckaroo's got to get serious, he always has the Sally, Jaffe, Sally Jelly Raphael glasses Sally on. Sally Jelly Raphael. And yes. so he's got like all of his Big doctor, you know, neuroscience, uh, neuroscience uh, gear on, and then he's got the <laughs> giant red spectacles on. Yeah, the way I read this scene was that fucking Buckaroo's so amazing, he like relaxes by doing brain surgery. Yeah. That's how he gets ready to do yeah. his like, you know, test drive. So he missions success. Cures the brain problems. He cures a, a young Inuit boy or Eskimo, as yeah. the uncultured would say. Ooh, okay, careful, careful. So he can throw a harpoon. Oh. <laughs> they, they say that. I don't remember. Ride then... <laughs> says that. Cause Ride's like, this guy's like, what's he doing? Why isn't he? And he's like, he's, you know, and then he goes into it. Like, I don't <laughs> care enough to go into it myself. So just out of nowhere, he's on the base now. And he's getting all, he's all geared up. He's putting on his. Tokyo headband. He's like Karate Kid headband. Yeah. Yeah, with the rising sun on it. And he, he's getting ready to jump in the machine. He grabs, what, what what's the flux capacitor device they call it in this? Like tr- It's an oscillation overthruster. Oscillation it, overthruster. Duh, I was going to point that out, too. It does look like the flux capacitor from back to the... It does with the triangle kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. There was like the one component in there, but the real piece was that, like that Rubik's Cube brain-looking thing that he pushed the buttons on. It was like, beep, boop, boop. Yep. So... He he gets that he gets his headband pops into the to the vehicle, and uh, you know he's well. Look, here's my question about this, this is about the entire movie. All right, so there's the, the are they trying to go to the eighth dimension? No, Buckaroo's not trying to go to no. it. the okay. le- the red electroids. They're trying to get so back. What is so Buckaroo's just trying to make a super fast car? That's all he's trying to do at this time. No, well, his father and Doctor Emilio Lazardo. Were both uh, and uh, Akira too. Hiroda, Hiroda. Yeah. Man, this is your. I know. <laughs> See, it's my first podcast, Professor Hakita. It's a good point. Hikita, yeah. I'm the I'm the name fucker upper here. Okay, right, that's, that's <laughs> I'll try this. and match. Don't steal my thunder. They were uh, they were aware of the, the eighth dimension too. That's how right. that's how uh, uh, John Warfin inhabited Emilio Lizardo's body right. and took it over. They're trying to get back. They were in power, and the black electroids took over, rose up, banished them to what would be kind of the Phantom Zone yeah, yeah. from uh, okay. Superman. Yeah, because they live on Planet 10, which mm-hmm. is, I'm guessing, the 10th planet in our solar system, right? <laughs> sure. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, technically... It's whatever you want. Technically, it's planet nine because Pluto's no longer a planet. See, you can't really think of it as in physical space But see, that's what I was trying to wrap my mind around. So I'm glad you cleared it up for me. So like the eighth dimension, they're not from here. That's like a prison for the red electroids. Correct. Because there's a war going on between the black and red electroids. They lost the war. Yes. They were overthrown, yep. Yeah. And they okay. were banished to the eighth dimension, which could be, you know, in your kitchen. It could be downstairs, but it's just on a different plane, so to speak. So but so getting back to it, so what what is Buckaroo trying to do with his car right now? They're trying to go through matter. Yeah, he's okay. just trying to explore. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got it. He's not really looking for Planet 10. He's just trying to explore and going to different okay. places. Yeah. And is that what his father was trying to do, too? Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. So they, weren't, they were never aware of the eighth dimension. They just... Like fall into it, 
they were aware of different dimensions, I'd okay. imagine, and they just they didn't know they were just exploring. Okay, all right. How so, many dimensions yeah. do you own as a cabillionaire? I have kind of a, uh, a rental property kind of feel to it. It's okay. more of a timeshare. It's a timeshare dimension, man. We need to work on a commercial for that. It we'll comes with to, the compound as well. So we'll have to see if he's interested in the Merman Industries uh, time dimension, timeshare dimension. Yeah, we can, we can we'll see how that. this one goes. Okay. We'll see if I'll put so in. Well. Guys, <laughs> you got to keep this movie moving. Okay. Right. So he's, he's, we got all kinds of backstory now, but yes. we're looking to go through matter. And he's on this test course. He's supposed to go straight. But, of course, Buckaroo does things his own way. He, he does. He bucks the course. Like every good 80s hero. Yeah. And so he goes through a mountain, and you're seeing it. It's Ant-Man vision, pretty much, for the Marvel movies. What you're actually seeing is the first pictures from an electron microscope. Oh, really? Yeah, those are actual shots from an electron microscope. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Hitting us with some knowledge. But we also see some red electrodes, like, floating in. Yeah. They look look like cockroach people to me. They did, yeah. Well, all the stuff, all the set design, all the electroid stuff, the ships the everything it's supposed to be based on crustaceans oh yeah that so makes if sense. you look at if you look at the uh, the drop ships and the regular ships yeah uh picture coral reefs you picture crustaceans yep. they look kind of lobsterish yes they do you know what i got a, i got a, the ship gave me a vibe of it reminded me of uh, stay with me here I'm it reminded me of the Life Force page. <laughs> I know I always go back to Life Force. Yeah, always, a highly underrated episode. It's a highly underrated episode. But I'm just putting it out there. It did kind of look kind of like it. So, of course, Buckaroo makes it through a whole mountain. And everyone's freaking out. And he's just like turning the key, uh, you know, listening to the last few seconds of the track he was listening to. And uh, he gets out of the rocket car. And he just, goes through the mountain. He goes through the mountain. Comes, comes out the other side. Yeah. And he's just like, huh. And he looks under his hood and this little weird. Look like a brain. Yeah, organic brain looking thing really got stuck gross. under there. And he's just like grabbing it. I wouldn't fucking yeah, touch that. He just touches fuck? it. He gets and all question, gooped up. How did he even know it was under there? I, who inspects the bottom of the car? he heard the little dripping. He does have heightened senses. He probably had an he does, yeah. hidden somewhere. He's got, that, <laughs> he's got those samurai senses, man. Right, yeah. So now we've got to uh, uh, Lithgow. What's his name? Lizardo? Dr. Emilio Lizardo. Dr. Lizardo. We get to see Show him the proper respect. He's a doctor. Thank you. Um, you are going to fill in for the respectable parts like that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fuck everything up. So we got to cut to him now because this is, as we found out a minute ago, uh, a project that he was working on oh so long ago. He tried to, like, he attra- uh, attaches, like, these weird electrodes to his body. And well, he's hits- in a sane asylum right yeah. now. Yeah. And um, he's been you, in there for the past what, like fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about when he puts his on his tongue and yeah. yep. him? Okay, that's because electroids are actually electricity is their crack. Mm-hmm. They get high off of electricity, oh. so that's why he does that and he shuts it off himself and he gets a buzz. There oh. was another cut that wasn't actually released when they're driving in a later part in the movie where. They're licking off batteries and stuff really? like that. And the other guy goes, no, I'm driving. I can't. So You're making this. Like, we're usually like a three-foot above-ground pool. <laughs> He's building us a fucking, like, <laughs> Olympic, you know, in-the-ground yeah. pool here of knowledge. <laughs> this right. is amazing. It's, 
This, I'm liking this movie no, more now that I have Sean to explain it to him. Exactly. Backstory is everything. Backstory. Oh. Exactly. So... He does this, and while he's doing it, he's having a flashback to that faithful scene where they're building the first oversized philosophator. What the fuck was it called again? Overuse. Oscillating os- overthrust. Oscillating overfruster. Um, There's no frosting. No frosting <laughs> in this thruster. So he, he, we see the, the, the fateful day. We see him jump into the vehicle, and they're like, it's not ready. It's not ready. But he's just like, I'm getting out of here. Don't know what accent that was. Uh, I don't know. It's an Italian, it's an Italian accent. It was yeah, an Italian We just don't know what his accent is. I don't know. Oh, know. I'm going to go with Chicago. Yeah, this so is like, Chicago to Mama me. Mia, I'm going to go to the fifth dimension. It's a me, Mario. So we find out that everything coordinates around those lasers. Yes, like, you, you got to have the, the laser. It's a targeting system. The targeting system. Without that, you're going to crash. But the lasers all work out. He goes flying into a wall, but he only goes yeah. halfway through it. Right. And as they pull him out, he start. He's well, all he kinds sees, of crazy. Like he goes to the eighth dimension, so yeah. he sees all the electrodes. And they're trying to pull him into it too. So you can yeah. see they're like grappling back. And what forth I and couldn't stuff. figure out is if he was a madman before, or he was not, or if he because w- he went into yeah. it and then the red ele- electrode. Uh, Doc, uh, John Warfen, he yeah. jumped into his body, inhabited his body when he went in that brief split second. But who knows what time is over in the eighth dimension? Who knows? They don't know. So yeah. it could he could have been over there, you know, weeks. You're right. I never thought of indoctrinated, that. Indoctrinated, you know, the whole so, thing. So, yeah, so he possesses Lizardo? Is he that does. what happened? Okay. Yeah. He doesn't replace him. He, like, possesses him. Yeah, he possessed okay. him, from what I could tell. Because Lizardo keeps his mental or keeps his knowledge of. Are all the electrodes possessing of humans? Because I thought they kind of could just they because they, yeah because they I mean they, they, we learn later they emit some kind of thing that they can make yeah, you the... think you're seeing a human. Yeah, it's kind of like they live one of those kind of things. Yeah, okay, so that's what kind of confused. I don't me. know if they've all possessed humans and okay. stuff like that. I think they're legit aliens who've come. Now, over. did only John Warfen come through, or did like all of them? This I do not know. Yeah, okay, I didn't... I assume so. I assume he brought people over to because do Because they also talk about... I, well, I don't know if I'm giving it away. They talk about the War of the Worlds radio show. Is that yeah, that's, where the invasion happened? That's, that's where, where the big invasion yeah, happened. Okay. That was they hypnotized uh, Orwell, and so it was all made to look like a just a make-believe story. Yeah. But so then like the flashback takes place, I'm guessing, before that, though. Is that it? Because Warfarin would be the first electorate that came to our our world, right? Right. Okay. And then he brought right. his pals. Okay, cool. It I was get the it. Uh, Grover's Mill. And I was Warfront. Was he work? He was working with Buckaroo's dad, right? Or was it Hikita? I don't. Hikita. Both of them. It was them. a Hikita. Okay. It should have been because there was. I don't know. There was one Asian guy that was in the flashback. I yeah, was, I wasn't sure who. In it the was. original, I mean, in the original opening and stuff like that, I don't think Warfin was in that. It was just. Uh, well, yeah, I, mean, I guess you're right. They wouldn't have his father there because his father gets killed in the scene that they didn't have. But, okay, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. A lot of exposition. <laughs> wow. I, I know. Like, anyways. So, we've got the flashback. Uh, Lithgow is all, you know, I got to get out of this place. You know, so his shrink comes by and is like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm, I'm going to bust the fuck out his of here. He's played get... by Mike from Breaking Bad, I might point That's, out. I was like, I know this guy, but he had that little bit of hair. Yeah, so he actually, if off. you ever want to know what Mike looked like when he wasn't like a golem looking character that yeah. he is now. Go watch Buckaroo Wow, his good hair. call. Yeah, okay. Let's so, point that out. But now we, you know, we already know that uh, Buckaroo is 
a neuro neurosurgeon, and he's a fucking test driver of some sort. He's a super scientist, particle physicist. We're about okay. to find out that he's also very Miami connection here, a rock star. And we kinda. Get, kinda. I think this is where he kind of fails. He's expert in everything, but I don't know. I was I wasn't feeling the white guy blues that he was. Rocking, you weren't feeling though. that. I was no. feeling it. I felt it in my freaking soul. Man. Well, if he's I such got, a huge star, why was he playing some dumpy club? Is he like? Is he one of those guys who wants to be to the intimate like? You know, Bruce Springsteen does that. You play that little it? intimate settings that every <laughs> once in a while. You can't play the Hollywood Bowl and. How would he hear hear people crying? You know, if That's they weren't enjoying his show, he's got to have. An well, I would be crying crowd. if I had to sit through. It. <laughs> <laughs> You've had to sit through more. Morrissey, I think you're fine. Yeah. I think that's Did you like hear somebody like got on stage and punched, punched in the face. Him. Oh my god! I'm not surprised. Viva hate. So they show so, up, and of course, that little guy in the in the zoot suit looking crazy jacket is like giving him gruff, and he's just like, "Hey, that's you, Artie. It's because they're playing at Artie's Artery. That's yeah, the name Artie's of the club. Artery. Ooh, it's true. Very smart. So yeah, they ch- they start in. Really quickly with their hit jam, which is quite the song. There's four different saxophone people. Like Murray was saying, this was probably a ska band. And we 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 told Mike about the, this uh, idea of Murray's. And he was like, how could it be a ska band? There's only, what, five members? Six members? And, Sean, you hit us with an interesting fact that Buck Rubanzai actually has a far larger cast than just the six people. He does. Buckaroo has what? It's oh, shuffling of, through the notes. His band, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, <laughs> we need to point out. I mean, there's only so so many people that are actually in the band, but they have different professions, if yeah. you will. Positions in the, Positions in the institute everybody itself. Is, every, everybody's a Swiss Army knife here. Right, no yeah. one does one multifaceted. thing. Exactly. And certain ones have certain ranks. There's the inner circle. Then there's They have uh, Buckaroo, main guy, Rawhide, played by Kansi Brown. He's their... He's the right hand man. He's oh, his. Uh, I like Rod. He's more he's or less the uh, the director of operations for the entire thing. Oh Perfect yeah, Tommy. Perfect Tommy was my favorite. Everybody's favorite. Personification of eighties fashion. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, he's the pretty boy, but he also he built the Rocket eighty eight, the jet car. What? He's wow. the engineer. You wouldn't think it. You I wouldn't think he'd know. get his hands dirty like that. Yeah, I know. You're right. You got Reno. Yeah. Reno, who turned into Cheech. Uh, <laughs> He's uh he's more of a marketing and the licensing of the properties. He's the guy who put out the comic books. He's the guy. Who okay. Okay. Right. okay. You got New Jersey, who's Sidney Zweibel, who's Jeff Goldblum. Was he official? Mm. I thought he was kind of like junior member, like he was trying to get in in the movie. Well, they kind of hint at the mythos that he is actually in the Hong Kong Cavaliers now. Okay. Not the band, but in the institute, so to speak. Yeah. But it, okay. You got Penny. Got 15 more of these, so... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to go through the main ones. And then well, we haven't met Penny yet. Okay. You haven't met Penny yet, so we'll get back to that. Yeah. You got Professor uh, Akita. Yeah. And then you also have Pecos, who's mentioned, who's uh, Reno's girlfriend. She's in the Himalayas fighting killer dwarfs, they said. <laughs> what? And this is not a joke. I, I do remember oh, something okay. vaguely about uh, that. But that's Reno's girlfriend. That's yeah. when, uh, when New Jersey met them on the on the street in front of the... The courthouse. Yes, that's right. He's like, yeah, I know you. I'm a big fan. You're Pecos. He's like, no, that's perfect Tommy. It's like, how could you ever? Hey, <laughs> Pecos you is a girl. Pecos. Uh, but then so you got good. Uh, Big Norse. He's an intern. You got Flyboy, Lady Gillette. Lady Gillette. Seminole Kid. Appaloosa. Sluggo. Rest in peace. Oh. Uh, the Swede. 
Mustang Sally, rest in peace. Deputy Mustang Dan, Sally? rest in peace. Evermore, rest in peace. And Red River Daddy. Those are the ones that are listed. But so they could have technically had a ska band. I'm just saying I'm right. Oh, they yeah. could have had two ska bands. They, they could have, have yeah. Half, maybe. But that's, these are, that's how I like this movie because they have such a big, illustrious history that nobody knows about and they just kind of hit the ground running. I know. I love it. It's like they came to it as if they were a novel series that's like 15, 20 years deep. But really, it's just very one dimensional. (laughs) You know, just this. We wrote this movie. (laughs) So So they're rocking out. and Everyone is enjoying it. But (laughs) one person. And, you know, that's. That's the one thing when you're performing. You know, I like to perform. Yeah, I can, you always zero in on that one motherfucker that's not laughing or yeah. into it or whatever. And, and he I'm, hears him over that beautiful horn he's playing. He's playing like a bugle or but some shit. Samurai Six Sense, right? And who is it? Why it's we learn it's Penny Pretty. I don't know what was she. She was <laughs> like uh, she was broke. She's passing through. Just passing through. She's yeah. heard the music. She's the she spent her last dime to get in. Yep. That's kind of dumb. Some tap water. Yeah. It's like I'm broke and I'm going to spend money to go see a fucking concert. She, was, she, she wasn't was, in her right mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Well, we learned because she's suicidal. Yeah. And, I mean, this is while fucking... Um, I would be suicidal Buckaroo. too if I had to listen to yeah. Buckaroo music. Buckaroo's <laughs> like, I see that you're sad. Let's go ahead and put a spotlight on you. You look really depressed, so spotlight, and I'm singing a song directly at you now. And the band does not know this is going to happen. Yeah, the whole band's standing around like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> you know? In fact, perfect time he says that. He's like, what's, what? Yeah. What? So, while the song's playing, she gets like one minute into it. She's like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I want out. And so she pulls out a gun, and she's about to shoot herself, but somebody like slaps her arm into the air as she pulls the trigger, so everybody freaks out. Her, Cocktail accident. waitress bumps into yeah. her. Oh, was it? I thought yeah. somebody actually saw no, it. And... Nobody tried to save her. No, it was a oh, cocktail wow. waitress. They were too enraptured by the fucking blood. <laughs> Except yeah, the waitress. They were in the zone, as most normal people would be. <laughs> yeah. That luscious music. So here's my, easily my favorite part of the movie. Everybody in the band gets a gun out. They're strapped. They're all strapped. Like the drummer pulls out an Uzi. These Every- guys are not kidding. They are fucking loading for bear. They're I, ready for anything that comes their way. The only way to stop a mad shooter is everybody in the audience and right. the band is a shooter themselves. Right. Safest the way. The solution to guns is more guns. Girl. Yeah. Like, next time we go see Guar at fucking uh, Harpo, I hope everybody in the audience will be strapped. <laughs> With swords. <laughs> <laughs> Battle axes. Oh, God. That'd make that show really fun. Well, keep in mind also, I went through that whole uh, ensemble of all the people at the Institute. There's a lot of dead people in there. Sure. So, <laughs> they might have been killing accidental gone, gunfire. They've so gone you... through this, and they that's why they're prepared. They ain't the first time someone pulled a gun at one of their concerts, all right? No, it's, it's like not a rap the first concert. Time. It's like there's guns every fucking show. Did you say rat? <laughs> no, it's a <laughs> My bad. All right, guys. So now we got to go back. You know, they they figure everything out. They well, they arrest her. They arrest Penny. Take yeah, her they arrest. But Buckaroo's like, whoa, wait, hold on. She's all right. Yeah, that comes. We get we get to see Penny in a little bit here. But right. first, we got to check out in Lithgow, Lizardo, and we got to see how he's doing. And he's busting out of the you know insane asylum. He uh, you know he kills poor Mike. While he's yeah. talking to uh, John Big Booty. It's Bootay. Oh, it's Bootay? Big Bootay. Oh, excuse me. What was that name? John Big Bootay. As we learn multiple times. Multiple the times. Movie. 
Uh, so he's very offended. So he's calling up uh, old Big Booday. Played by the great Christopher Lloyd. Oh, my Doc God. He's Brown so good on this. Back to the Future. And, uh, you know, he's telling him, like, hey, I've got the Overthruster. We need to go get Azuka or Azuka, Azuki. Well, he doesn't have the overthrow. He's Buckaroo. But he, he saw him on TV, yeah, so he's, he's like, like, "We got to steal it." Yeah, we, we're we finally gonna... go home. Well, is the plan to go to the? It's go. It's to go to the eighth dimension, get release all his buddies, yes. right, and then go to Planet and go 10. back to Planet okay. Ten to retake his. Throne. Okay, exactly. So he's gonna go meet up with old Big Boote, and because uh, they open the window by going into you know crossing through matter and everything, and. Um, you know, we just have that one little scene. He gets away, and now we're gonna go to another great scene. They gotta pick up old friend Jeff Goldblum. Well, New Jersey. They he's wanted, out in front of the the uh, police station. Steps. Yeah, want to see his. I mean, Buckaroo knows Penny. She's troubled. It's like yeah, you know, she didn't try to kill me. He knows it. And then, like, Jeff just, like, meets him there. And you yep. can tell he so badly wants to be a Hong Kong Cavalier. So he's got his cowboy outfit on. Full on chat. Like, because everybody has their look. I mean, he's kind of horned in on Rawhide's look, if you want to be honest. But Rawhide's got the. He's the cowboy of the group. So I was kind of. I don't remember him being that cowboy. He had a bolo tie. But I'm just saying, that was, like, kind of his role, I think, in the group. Because he's he, called Rawhide. He was going for. Yeah, yeah, he was going for the modest cowboy. And. Right. Goldberg went for. Maybe a cow poke. Yeah. He went over the top cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they didn't really explain. I don't know where he was thinking he was going to fit in. Because that was the first thing. He was like, oh, I packed my saddlebags. I bet you did. <laughs> and then, but then he's called New Jersey, too. You think he yeah. would, he'd be like some, like, forget about where, it. Yeah, wear some, some Goomba. Some yeah. city clothes or something. That would have been. Zoot suit been nice or some twist. shit like that. They already had Zoot Suit. Uh, there's so many. I can't keep track. No. Maybe that's why he couldn't keep track. He's like, oh, fuck. I thought you didn't have a cowboy. For sure. I mean, he, he's it's like they're like the village people like to the 10th degree. Yeah. They have every profession. I mean, this is where we learned that he gets he says he's a big fan, but he gets uh, Pookie confused or whatever the Pecos. name was. Pecos. Pecos. Perfect Tommy. And Perfect Tommy does not. Take so Buckaroo's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Sid. I got to go talk to Penny. So yeah. He make, beelines it to the to the uh, what the holding cell. Holding cell. And he talks to her and she's like, oh, my life sucks. Uh, I'm an orphan. Yada, yada, yada. And what? And you probably, I hope you have some notes about this. We learn that she looks exactly like Buckaroo's dead wife. Yeah. Did, do we ever, do you have, did the Institute have any knowledge about what happened to his wife? By chance, I do actually. Oh, lay it on me. So this is Penny Pretty. And that's why Buckaroo took a liking to her because she saw that look and that feel. And it was Peggy Pretty, his ex wife. Yeah. Dead. So they were they were separated at birth, but they had the same (laughs) Same surname. (laughs) Penny Pretty and Peggy Pretty. They didn't go into that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just coincidental. Who knows? Oh man, they spelled it differently. There we go. Answer for that one. (laughs) I mean, they did spell it P R D D I or something. So Peggy could have been P R E T T Y. Good. Just the just coincidence. Could be. But you found out uh, she died within thirty minutes of their marriage. What? This is a callback to the man I mentioned before, Hanoi Shan. All right. He sent poison yellow roses. She smelled the roses, died instantly. They were married wow. for 30 Tragedy. Wow. So now you know why he's so obsessed with Penny. Yeah. 
Everybody on the like on the bus. There's the scene when they're driving to the prison or the yeah the courthouse, whatever. Uh, were like Mr. Perfect and uh, what's what's his name? <laughs> Perfect Tommy. Perfect, Perfect Tommy. Tommy. Mr. Perfect's a wrestler. Well, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I call them Perfect Mr. Perfect once he said, "I like that Griff. Stick with it." Um, but uh, they they notice the picture of Peggy and they're like, "Well, of course he likes her because he looks. She looks exactly like his dead wife." So yeah, yeah he's they, he's. I saw there was a little tension there. I think. Perfect time. He's got a thing for Buckaroo. I think maybe they did something, and he's jealous. Maybe. There was some tension going on there. Uh, I think it was more because the shine light wasn't shining on Perfect Tommy. He's pretty got a pretty healthy ego, and I think it's no. I, I getting, think you're wrong. I think there, there's. I think Buckaroo. I know he, where you're going. Buckaroo with this, was so it. like distraught over losing his wife, and then Perfect Tommy said the time to slip right in, and they maybe did something. Because, you know, Buckaroo, he's not gay, but he's just really distraught. He did some shit. And then Buckaroo came. He's like, look, I, I'm i not gay. Sorry, perfect timing. <laughs> we can't have this relationship. And there's always been that kind of tension between them ever since. Right. And every time a woman comes between Buckaroo and and, and uh, a perfect timing, perfect timing gets pissed. <laughs> I'm just saying. Does that, 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 the Institute have anything about that? Absolutely not. Okay. That, that goes against everything. <laughs> I'm adding that to the, 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 the lore of Buckaroo Bonsai. I'm surprised the Wikipedia page isn't much longer than what I'm I I'm putting read. that in Wikipedia tonight. There hey, we go. The Institute is inclusive, so, you know, okay. nobody's shaking I'm, about it. Nobody's anything. making any, like, you know, I don't think even <laughs> Buckaroo was just like, look, I'm just, is that who I am, all right? It was just a moment of weakness. <laughs> But anyway, we sidetracked this long even fucking movie even now. more. Yeah. I have notes for that. Well, they released Peggy. Like, Buckaroo's like, hey, release her. Yep. And everybody Buck- trusts Buckaroo. He, he's, it's impossible for him to go anywhere without being recognized. And he's got such clout that just like our good buddy here. tiny hole in the wall club. Yeah. But he's like a superstar. Okay. Yeah. You had to notice it. I don't know if you did notice, but right when they walked into the uh, precincts, into the jail cells, as they're walking by, you could hear the female prisoners in the background say stuff. And she mentioned, they said something about Buckaroo. And then Perfect Tommy walks in like, is that Perfect Tommy? So these guys are obviously big stars yeah. all around. I mean, prisoners know them. Everybody You're knows. not going to forget Perfect Tommy when you see him. They got comic books. Got they got everything. Gigantic yeah. jackets he wears. Even aliens know who he is. So right. It's true. It's true. So now they got to go meet up, you know, the president's giving him a ring. So he's got to go, or that doesn't happen yet. But they have this big meeting they need to go to, yeah, big they, old they, science they're, meeting. They're interrupting, uh, like, a motorcycle convention. A Harley Davidson convention, Harley- convention yep. <laughs> so They're like, guys, we got to get this over with real quick. Yeah. They've just discovered the fucking eighth dimension, and they're like, can you hurry it up? We got fucking Evil Knievel out back here. <laughs> they're at the Ramada. It's, it's, gotta be- <laughs> it's, like, it's like a comic convention, basically. <laughs> so... You know, uh, fucking Buckaroo's, like, explained to everybody how he went to the 8th Dimension. He got this weird gobbledygook brain thing. And in the middle of all of this well, information... Like, we got a bunch of the red electrolytes disguised as reporters. We got John Big Booty yeah, there. John we got Big the Booty's other there. dude that played the fucking biology teacher from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. And he's just a really creepy Dr. looking Dr. Vargas guy. from Droopy uh, looking. Another great casting because that guy's creepy looking. And then yeah. Dan Hydea is in it too. Yeah. Who's uh, Nick from Cheers. Yeah, Nick Tortelli. Yep. So yeah. they're, they're listening in because they want to hear all about the... Uh, they want to... Be they there, to steal, steal the uh, uh, overtruster, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so, of course, like I mentioned, the president calls, and we also find out that Penny's a scientist, but she doesn't know it. 
She well, starts throwing out knowledge like big time and baby boom. Yeah, and uh, baby boom, and uh, you know what's his name? Buckaroo's all fascinated by it, but you know, president's calling. They're like, hey, president's calling. How that came about too was a really interesting when the uh, the phone call came in. No, it, this is just in the movie. The uh, the guy walks up and he's like, uh, Buckaroo, sorry to interrupt, but uh, the president's on line one for you. He's like, the president of what? He's like, the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, because. This is happenstance. Yeah, that's Buckaroo. how big yeah. Buckaroo is. <laughs> you know like, what this is? This is Thursday. This is like, no big yeah. Exactly. So he goes off to take the call, and it's our, our, our fucking lactoids. Electroids. Electroids. This yeah. is so difficult for my face. Yeah, this was confusing. I mean, it, it, it was confusing at first, but as the movie went on, I figured it out. These are the black electrodes. Makes one of us. Good. And they're up in a spaceship, like in an orbit. Of Earth. Yeah. Monitoring the whole situation. Monitoring, right. And so they send, so he picks it up and he's like, hey, it's a president. And he's like, they send down an electrical shock through the telephone and it opens up a Buckaroo's third eye so he can see yeah. all the hidden red electrodes. He and can he, see through their disguise. He gets zapped and then he writes down that formula on his hand. He immediately writes it down too because then he can transfer it to other people. Yeah. Right. And so he's able to now see the aliens. The best uh, to all the listeners out there, don't try and figure this out because I don't know how writing it on your hand would transfer into being able to see electrodes. Yeah. But I don't think we're supposed to be privy to that knowledge either. Though, I so. think it's like, you know. I mean, everything's got to be explained. Right? Yeah. That's the fun part of this. Right. You make it up as you go. Exactly. It's like voodoo. As long as you believe in it, it, it becomes a thing. There you go. Sure. So <laughs> he runs back into the conference room and he's just like, those men are uh, red toids or something, altoids. Actually, he says, Altoids. evil, pure and simple, from the eighth dimension. Oh. And this throws them into a tizzy. And the two in the crowd run off. And the other one runs in front of the back. Yeah, they're basically playing Grab distraction. Spinning. And then they kidnap Dr. Hakita, right? Yep. Professor Hakita. Professor and so Buckaroo's like, oh, I gotta get on a Harley and chase after those guys. But the big thing was, Penny Pretty saw it coming. Mm-hmm. What does she do? She pockets the oscillation. Over yes, the she does. Penny, great. Smart girl. So now she's got the oscillator, and um, the, but they don't care because they got Factor Heat. Let's make another one. Ex- exactly. That was their They're mission. Under the impression that he had it too. Okay. Though. Yeah. So they jump in a van that says Yo-Yo Dine on the side. Yo-Yo Dine Propulsion Industries. I own a coffee mug for that. I own T-shirts with it. Jesus. I own it. <laughs> Another one I cannot remember. So when I'm talking about the overchair that the Yo-Yo Mine and <laughs> Yo-Yo oh, Ma, yeah, <laughs> Yo-Yo Mine, <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma. Oh man, there's too many long words. So they in this. take off, and it's a very sedate slow chase. <laughs> it's horrible. Because like Buckaroo's buck, buck, going about, he's going the speed limit basically. Yeah. It's more like a saunterly drive. <laughs> yeah. And then he lose, or they lose him, and he kind of just pulls off, and he's like, huh. He like turns around. <laughs> like, and then, I didn't know Keto. I didn't was that close to him. You every, know, I got it. I got it. Raised me. I got another Hong Kong Cavalier to replace. They so. end up like switching directions a couple different times, and Buckaroo ends up getting hit by the Yo-Yo Dine van, and Yo-Yo Dine races to uh, like this weird alien crash that takes place. Well, the uh, the black electroids released a thermal pod. Okay, because yeah. they sent down their own people, kind of a recon team. Yeah. To explain what's going on to Buckaroo and yeah. to pass on a message. And so 
these two these two hunters see you know the pod crash down, and so we get that and they shoot at it. Yeah, they shoot and that's at why it. Of it course. crashes. Yeah, and then they 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 find it, and they're like, oh, "Fucking meteor!" <laughs> and this giant like ball gets released from the ship, and inside we have our black electrodes. Yeah, and we learn. That the black electrodes, the reason they're the good guys because they're fucking chill as fuck because they're like Rasta. They are. Yeah, they are. And so, like, maybe they, maybe they invented the Rastafarian like movement, man. dude. When, interesting to us. When uh. the guy pops out, he's wearing his ska outfit. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think that about was that. The most ska part of it. Yeah, y'all yeah. got the long he... dreads. Yeah, and so Mick Booty and crew, they show up because uh, they want to get the, they want to kill the black toy or something. They they wanted to get to him for some reason. Yeah, they wanted to get in there for some reason. So we one pops up and then just falls off the thing he, and yeah. dies. He's got he's gripping his bonsai comic. <laughs> he got he got thrown off by the thing closing up, which I don't understand. He should have been pretty familiar with it. Yeah, he stands up, has this look. They're look, high as fuck, dude. They're awesome. Oh, yeah, oh so boy. They were just he stands like, up. He looks around with his uh, eyes eyeglass things, special eyeglass things, and then. Uh, he gets startled by the uh, pod closing and then falls down, bumps his head. Yeah, crashes his head. He does fall like 13 feet, so. so but but then another guy, John Carter, or John Carter, John Parker, I should say, pops up. John Parker. John yeah. Parker, come on. And he lives. Yeah, he's going to get away from the situation because we need somebody to get away from it. Um but of course, and then the one was still in the pod, and they, the the mothership is like blow it up, and they self destruct the. Pod. He apologizes. Oh, he explains to the the mothership, "Sorry, we failed, but John Parker got away." Yeah. So. Okay. So okay. we got John Parker on the loose. We don't know if these are good guys or bad guys yet. Yeah. We got McBooty and crew, and we've got what's his know. name? Who the fuck's McBooty? Yeah, who's McBooty? <laughs> uh, oh, Big Booty. Big Booty. Okay. Booty. No, it's like bidet. Booty. <laughs> and then another one's like John Smallberries it's, it's or something like that. John Smallberries. <laughs> that's, that's actually one of the guards. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> John O'Connor was uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. I think. So you got all these oh, forces Oh, real quick tidbit that we explain. All the electrodes are named John. Yeah. Even the females, yeah. they're all named John. The Which head of. Makes sense. Hmm. I it makes sense. Science. Um, yeah. Go with it. <laughs> so, but Buckaroo finally catches up. Yeah. He, he stopped, got a sandwich. Yeah. And then was like, oh, fuck, I got to get Dr. Uh, Professor Hik- Akita. Yeah. So he gets there finally. Busts him out of the van because uh, Big Bootay and crew are busy with uh, the lactoids and beating up the police force. <laughs> the police force who showed up the lactoids. That back, call back to Jamie Lee Curtis. And the <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the police show up. Because they're lactoid them, and tell her. Oh! No, the police show up, tell them not to mess with stuff. They punch him out. That police officer is Taggart from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Was that the bald one? Taggart was Judge Reinhold's partner okay. in Beverly Hills yeah. Cut. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Beverly Hills Cut. Right, Great cool. movie, by the way. So, yeah, so not only does he rescue Professor Hakita, he's like, look, I know how to see these guys. Yeah. And he's like, well, you need to tell me. And he like shows him his hand. like, what the fuck? Your hand? And then Buckaroos licks his hand and, and slaps him on, on the, the forehead and passes the knowledge <laughs> on to Dr. Hakita. Again, don't try and explain it. It's just science, yeah. man. So, it makes sense to me. Buckaroo goes off. He's got to create a diversion. He gets the aliens' attentions, the red toids, 
and he chases him off into a different direction. And fortunately, a helicopter swoops in because he calls out to like all the, the blue blazer rawhide, irregulars. Rawhide put a call out to all, all the, the blues, blue blazer irregulars, and Casper and Scooter Lindsay show up. Ooh, and they rescue him. Who's it, can, you know what reminded me of? This is a big, deep comic nerd thing. It was the Rick Jones. Was that remember Rick Jones had the ham radio group that would help out the Incredible Hulk? That was nice. nice. I do not remember. You don't remember that? that? It was like it was like in the seventies or something. I think it. Yeah, it was like ham right. radio. Yeah, that's just so. Fortunately, they have a helicopter, and yeah. they just come swoop in. Nobody hears them coming. Drop the ladder. Mode. So he's got the silencer. Like, he's the same thing that Leatherface uses on his chainsaw. <laughs> exactly. Same silencer. technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, they're they're, fl- they're flying Blue Thunder, man. Remember Blue there Thunder? I remember Blue Thunder. <laughs> well, I mean that that shows what a great where the the tendrils of the institute are everywhere. They just put a call out, right. and people just rise to the occasion right. and help out. Exactly. So, drop the ladder. Buckaroo's saved. And now we're going to cut to a little technology breakdown because they got to get they they know to look into yo-yo dine philosophy, philosophy and uh, intricate fabrics. And they're going to figure out everything about these guys. Right. I mean, they're going to hack their systems. They're going to. And you see those great systems, too, on the like DOS oh, computer, yeah. and stuff, which is awesome. I love that. It's always like, oh, we found the secret file. There's always one file that contains every incriminating it always piece says of evidence. secret file. That's why his name is secret file. It's the yeah. stupidest thing. So this is where we get to find out about the red toys, the, uh, like black ones. Red yeah. Ones. Well, we find out. This is where we find out they're all named John. Yeah, because they hit that name database, and, and it's they're just, like, "That's odd. All of these guys are named John who were born the same day, or whatever." Yeah, and that triggers Jeff Goldblum, who realizes that. Why do date I? Because it was like they Goldblum's, landed in Jersey, and he's yeah. like, "This weird city," and he's like, "What?" What's the deal with this city? Why does it s- stick on the tip of my tongue? Grover's Mill. Grover's Mill. And then that's, and where, that we, date. that's where we get that Orson Welles connection. And War of the Worlds radio the, show. Yeah. And we learned that it he actually was reporting news. It yeah. wasn't like a like a fake thing, but the the the, the raptoids, whatever the fuck they're called. Electroids. Electroids. <laughs> They like well, they, what they do, hypnotize them or something. So then he, they did. so yeah. he would think that it was fake, and he would say, "Oh, it's fake." Ah, it's fake. So this is where all the other ones invaded after yeah. Lazardo. Yep. So we've got so much information now, and then we get to meet uh, John Parker. Parker. Right. I was going to say Carter, but that's well, we also thing. meet. It's Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson, who's kind of the caretaker of the She's Bunk the Mrs. House. Garrett of the yep. Hong Kong. Okay. Much more attractive than Miss Garrett. Well, yes. <laughs> and so we we get to meet all these fun characters, but John Parker shows up, gives them the package. He's not allowed in, though. No. no well, he, first of all, the bad, the big bootay jumps the fence first. The three, yeah, the three yeah. electrode uh, red. John Parker's watching them. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I and missed they get that. in scot-free. And then John Parker, John Parker of course, because he's black, he gets fucking like uh, profiled, and he gets Shit. conked on the head by Institute Security. Oh, that's right, he did. But he hands off his pink package, which he told me is a part of the cult following of yeah. this movie. Is pink Pinky package. Carruthers, uh, one of the other Bonsai Institute members? He's yeah. actually coincidentally the, or not coincidentally, uh, tidbit for you. He's the only real musician in the band. Uh huh. Is he ever? And he does actually have, and I don't know the name of the band. I didn't write Talking that Talking to that mic. I didn't write the name of the band. <laughs> oh, I'm pulling a pigeon. Yeah. 
But he's actually he's the one who taught them all how to look like they were actually playing guitar and everything. Oh, too. Okay. But he's the one who said, "Sorry, uh, everybody wants to see Buckaroo later," and he takes the package, and that package has stuff in it. Yeah, I do also know that uh, he's wearing that sweet silver jacket. This it's almost the same one that Kane Kazugi was wearing in uh, Joe Kazugi or. Or Kane, because okay. okay. he was wearing that fly oh, Michael Jackson, Jackson jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, I, while they're fucking around with Jeff, uh, Jeff John Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All the aliens are named Jeff now. <laughs> the evil ones find the car. And some guy, one of the other uh, uh, Hong Kong Cavaliers. Who is he? he the, me- the mechanic Hong Kong Cavaliers. Uh, yeah, he's just. I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't find him listed. And I'm sure there's, there's people out there who know Poor him. him. Uh, he's Poor not mechanic. in it for long, so. Uh, yeah, yeah you're true. telling me because he gets shot with some kind of spider thing that yeah. the black electrodes can spit out at people. It's crazy. Blows him the fuck away. And then they like they go, all right, let's steal this car. And then John Big Booty's like, hey, man, you, break the, the window. He's like, like, why do I got to fucking break it? He's like, well, it's probably booby-trapped. He's I'm, like, oh, okay. They've clearly seen Death Wish 3. And fortunately for the other guy, I think I don't remember his name, it was not booby-trapped. Yeah. And so I don't know what they were trying to steal. They, maybe they thought the... the they thought the oscillation... Because that was where the oscillation overthruster was when he was. passed through the dimension. Okay. But they've gone to the press conference with it in their hand and all kinds of stuff, so why True. would they put it so back? So we cut back to inside the house. Yeah. They got John Parker. Yeah. And he's like, here, here's this pink uh, present for you. You gotta play it like a record. Yeah, they open it up, and it's like the fucking uh, Princess Leia hologram thing. Yeah. And it's a hologram from the leader of the black the, the black lectoids, and yep, the Donner's sweet bubble wrap yeah. plastic eye. Before they watch, they never explain why they need to wear these, but they have to wear they have to wrap bubble wrap around their face yeah. to watch this hologram. Because I don't know, maybe it makes you go insane. It's fortunate that they had so many pairs lying around. Yeah, well, you never oh, they know. came back in the package. That's what I yeah. thought. And they watch but, it, and she basically explains what we explained in the earlier in the film that there's this war. This kind of it's kind of like a, a, a electroid race war where there's black ones and there's red ones, and the red ones are evil, and the black ones yeah. defeated them, sent them to the eighth dimension. And they explain how uh, Buckaroo's going to be in a tight situation if they don't, uh, you know, make sure the photosynthesizer doesn't fall in the wrong hands. Over over synthesizer. Oscillation overthruster. Because if, if it does, they're, they're going to basically start World War III. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to... Use a satellite to shoot, like, at Russia. Yeah, and they'll From think... U.S. airspace. Yeah. And Perfect Tommy delivers the worst line of the movie, where <laughs> this is an action that the Kremlin will obviously take for an act of war. And he says it very <laughs> coldly, and I'm like, ooh, that was some bad dialogue. <laughs> but he and looked good while saying it. He did, it. No. he did. <laughs> That's really underhanded. They, it's like we could just blow your plan up, but no, we're gonna make it look like yeah, they did it. I love that. Even more than even perfect, think of that. <laughs> perfect. Give Penny your jacket. You're gonna do it yourselves, actually. Why? We're that dice because And these are the good guys, by the way. They're yeah. the good guys. And yeah. so, of course, Buckaroo's like, "Fuck, 24 hours, no big deal. I can save the world in 24 hours. I gotta go get my guns." <laughs> so he rushes <laughs> off to his room. And he starts strapping up, and Peggy's in his room at this. She's Penny. Fucking crying again in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, I gotta take a piss. Hurry up. Penny's been through a lot. Yeah. Has and she, she we don't know we don't know what she's she tried been. to commit suicide well, yeah, It's true. We don't know why. Still, she's been through a lot. She was almost she was hey, suicide. Her twin sister's dead, all right? She didn't even know about it. She's just finding out about yes, it. And this then is she where sees, we learn. Yeah, she sees the picture. And he's like, Hey, 
duh. You're you're obviously the twin sister that was separated at birth from my wife. Yeah. Doy. <laughs> you see, that's my pickup line every time when I'm like around a girl. I just fuck, you know, it's it really breaks my heart to see you because you don't know this, but you have a identical twin. His name is Peggy. Penny, what's your name? Because it's Peggy. very close to that. Peggy and Penny. Penny yeah. Peggy's the dead one. I know, but this is... Never mind. So... <laughs> I, I, was, I was reading something. I, I know you were. So Buckaroo's got to get his guns together. You know, he's got well, no time. Every action star needs to have the scene where you're gearing up. And she even works it into her crying monologue where she's like, you're just strapping up. You're getting your guns ready. Because he's got 15 He's like, got a Wildy fucking Magnum. He's got the Wildy out. He's got the Nintendo gun. He's got them all. He's got the power glove he puts on. Yeah. What's the revelation that we hit here? I don't think there's anything. He just gets his guns together. No, and what happens is while that's going on, John Big Boutte, does he like kidnap Dr. Regina again? Doesn't he do that? Yeah. Uh, he chases him down the hallway and stuff like that. He passes off the... Uh, the well, he, oh, that was from the beginning. He, yeah. kid, he kidnaps Penny. Right. Well, before that... Rawhide gets in between them, and Rawhide gets hit by one of those oh, spider that's spit right. things. Because now they're in the compound. Buckaroo yeah. from one of the spider things. Yeah, okay. they're in the compound now. And while that's going on, Hakita like passes on the uh, oscillation, oh, oscillation number thruster. <laughs> yeah, you to, can't remember it either. To Penny, and so she takes off with it and. Puts it in her purse. Puts it in her purse. Puts it in her purse, And doesn't man. she just get, like, captured right after She gets that? captured, but they never go through her purse. Because well, you uh, don't go through a lady's things. Through a lady. Yeah, yeah they understand that. They may be villains, but they're not... Yeah. Uh, they're gentlemen still. Yeah, they're gentlemen villains. There's just some lines you don't cross. And so some they, purses they you don't open. they Penny off to Yo-Yo Dad. And, uh... Help me out here. <laughs> well, Sean's got John Warfin calls... Dr. Right. Mealywell. Zach, Zardo. I was about to say that, yes. yes. He calls and says, hey, we got your uh, professor, Penny Parker. And Bucker looks like, professor? But you got to bump up. And yeah. says, better show up here with the oscillation overthruster. And uh, we'll settle Because she, doesn't, she has a piece of the overthruster, but there's a key component that's missing. I think that's what happens. The Rubik's that. Cube thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So we like, they have it, but they're like, we need this key component that yeah. connects to the oscillator. Huh. They well, you'll need... see as things get... And I think Dr. Hakita still had that. Like, he passed off, like, half of it. I think that was his plan. Like, I'm going to pass, give her half of it, and that way they'll, if they capture Oh, of those. yeah, okay. I never saw that part. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like this. It's to... in her purse. The, the oscillation overthruster is in her purse because Scooter finds it originally afterwards. I, you need to watch it four times because I'm pretty sure it got separated. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Not even going to Almost positive. The Secretary of Defense offers him $20 for it. Well, that way, well, no, what, have we passed the presidency? Or he talks to the president before he goes to Penny, doesn't he? I don't so know. We get a great scene with the president. The president's in traction for some reason. Yeah. This is how crazy the 80s were. We have a president with a mustache, <laughs> which you would never have. <laughs> and he's in traction. In a striker bed. In a striker bed. I don't know what that Made is. Made in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> okay. Oh. It's true. It's like and a rat wheel. His, his <laughs> assistant is the great, greatest fucking 80s comedian of all time, Yakov Smirnoff. Nice. What country. What a country. That was his line. He talked. He was a Russian. Griff, you probably don't never heard of Yakov Smirnoff. He I've was, heard You don't even know times. about the Cold War, probably. But in the <laughs> 80s. Is it better than the warm he war? He escaped from 
Russia, communist Russia. Yeah. Because he loved America. Are we really talking about Yakov Smirnov? Yakov Smirnov doesn't even really have a lot of people are like, we're an hour and 15. We don't need to talk about Yakov Smirnov. We're an hour and 15. Yeah, exactly. We got no time for Russians. Time we flies got... when you're dropping hot. Hey, knowledge. I'm just trying to clarify. Fuck you, right? People can Wikipedia it. We've right. got uh, we've That's got enough. Why knowledge. I don't know how to spell his name. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> Yakov Smirnov. Yakov works for the uh, NSA. Yeah, and he says, "Hey, get me NORAD, get me everything." And Yakov grabs a phone book and starts thumbing through it, which I thought was funny. Nobody else picked. And the, the phone. Secretary of Defense is there too, by the way. And he says, the president tells him, hey, I need you boots on the ground over there. Go over to Yo-Yo Dine and find out what the hell's he's, going on. He's my favorite person, one that gets the Yo-Yo Dine. I love, I love him. He's a take-charge kind of dude. He does not wait for answers. He just walks in. Yeah, Saunters, if you will. He is the perfect act-like-you-belong guy, <laughs> and I loved it. So they, they've stolen our, our buddy's helicopters, the Yo-Yo Dine folk, booty and all. Um they fly back to Yo-Yo Dine. You know, they've got Penny there. She's got some part of the overtruster. Um, and, of it course... Like all great action movies, it looked like an abandoned Sparks factory. There, Of course it was. <laughs> it, and they even had, like, the working class crew that were there just, like, eating potato chips on recliners they found on the street. <laughs> I loved it. It was weird and wonderful. Uh, so the gang's going to get together on the tour bus, and they're going to start plotting out their course. How are they going to take action here? How did... Bucky even get there. Buckaroo just like ended up like I blacked out for a while there because Buckaroo just ends up in the corporation uh, to free Peggy Penny, and then he's like in being held hostage and he's tortured. Being tortured for the uh, the components to yeah. Isolation I don't remember how he got there. He was just there getting tortured. As far we'll as just I know, say he ended up there. He travels because by they're missing that important piece that I alluded to earlier. Yeah. There we go. So mutations maybe. The whole crew's going to arrive, but they're also going to have a Secretary of Arms guy with them, Defense. who yeah. I called uh, Brinshaw or something earlier. So we we're did gonna... have a good name for him, too, and that sounded legit. Yeah. We also learn that we can detect aliens through smell. Oh, yeah. They figure out the whole science So they create these it. kind of, it looks like a catcher's padding, yeah. like chest protector. Like a BMX kind it's of a a snorkel. It's a laser tag vest. <laughs> there you go. And connected to a snorkel, which... By the way, nobody but Jeff Goldblum uses in the movie. <laughs> yeah. at all. He immediately puts they it just in show mouth. up at the Sparks factory and start shooting anybody who's there. <laughs> yeah, <They're> like, you <laughs> know. Jeff Goldblum has the, has the moment where they're like, "So you can see our friend over here, John," and he's like, "John," takes a huff, looks back, and sees that he's a uh, lactose. Yeah, <laughs> so. So we're ready to storm the gates now. We yes, got we got the crew ready. in order. Yep, they pull the bus up and and immediately like, Lazardo gives a nice like Hitler like speech to his crew. He's yeah, like, we're taking over. Yeah. That was a good speech. I was. Oh, see, so I was telling you. <laughs> it's okay, Billy. Didn't get a hold of this fucking tweaker toy here. So uh, speeches. She's got some debris on. Where it. are we going? And they all cheer. Planet Ten. When are we going? Real soon. Where are we going? Oh, wow. It's like Lithgow's in the room. Planet 10! I forget the line. Where are we going? Where are we going? Real soon. I want to point out, my accent was almost as good as Lithgow's. He was kind of over the top. Uh, can I get to the tidbit about his accent? Yes, you can. Where his dialect coach came from was actually his tailor. His tailor was from Italy, 
and he had him read lines into a recorder, and then he'd read them back, and that's how he learned. Wow! So this Taylor was the most like stereotypical. He was very much so. Wearing a wife beater. Taylor actually has a credit in the movie as his dialogue coach. He was saying that, like in a previous movie, it was like I was very nearly over the top for that movie. It's a notable. By the way, over the top, underrated episode. (laughs) Good segue, Murray. Way to plug uh, our best episode. Um, Worst. <laughs> I, I Worst movie, great episode. I great wish episode. both of oh, you would have been here because I could have had two people hate that movie while I'm here <laughs> saying it's the fucking best. So, uh, he so he, fucking the Hong yeah, Kong Cavaliers are fucking hyped to kill. Lizardo got his men hyped to kill. It's time to kill Griff. So they, of course, they got to pull up to the gates where it's guards. This is where we meet John Smallberry, <laughs> finally. Mm-hmm. And My favorite New York match. Brickshaw gets out, and he's just like, let me handle them. And he just starts telling them, where's your fucking boss, man? And they're like, sir, you can't go over there. He's like, I'm going. So the bus. What's your name? Yeah, the bus with the, is just like, all right. So it just rolls right in. He distracts them. The bus rolls right in. It's all yeah. about confidence, man. You come it in with is. confidence. People Act do whatever like you, you belong. want. All right. And so he, we follow him just through the inner workings of uh, Yo-Yo Dine Industries and uh, Fabrications. Also, Sparkacations. if you care, it's not just the Hong Kong Cavaliers. They called in the strike teams as well. They called in the Kolov brothers. They called in the rug yeah. suckers. The rug suckers, you might have noticed it was actually the, uh, well, the saxophone in the Cavaliers as well. Oh, nice. So they have lots of different. Had that nice curly mullet. He had a crazy hair. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, they have a lot of weapons at their disposal, so they knew this stakes is high. I mean, if you're being encouraged to watch this movie, there is so much fucking detail crammed into an hour and forty minutes. We didn't even point out the the scene where they were when they were back at uh, Buckaroo HQ when they were the, they first stole the oscillating some of the blah, blah. <laughs> oscillation over and they're they're like going through the the HQ and there's like a, a watermelon just sitting there oh yeah it's a watermelon in a vice yeah and like Jeff Goldman was like what's that doing there like what's with the watermelon like uh, and Reno says ah uh, don't worry about it I'll tell you later and he's like okay there so much like the the it's so good to have Sean here with all these facts because it's like we would not have been able to do it justice without Sean. And we're sorry I mean, for this I mean, episode. Seriously, but fuck, it's right. It's true. I'm loving he, it. He cleared up so much shit for me. Yeah, I was like I don't fucking know what's it, going on. Here That's it, why I have the yacht, buddy. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a beautiful the yacht. There's two reasons why that watermelon's there. If you'd like to know, yeah, go for it. Uh, two theories behind it. One theory is Perfect Tommy was trying to find a way to drop food that wouldn't get damaged. And okay. He was kept testing different ways. Okay. And then the actual real answer was the producer for this movie who uh, loved it at first but then started becoming a real thorn in the side for the crew. Uh, he started monkeying with a lot of their production. Okay. And they decided that they were going to put weird things all over the place and see if anybody noticed. <laughs> Eventually, they stopped noticing, so then they realized we can do whatever we want. So that's why they had that watermelon there, and- just as a test to see if the... MGM was actually paying attention. It makes perfect sense because there's so much background shit. Like last week, we had a few things. This movie goes like far beyond that. It's true. Okay, so Lizardo, he's torturing Buckaroo. He's like, tell me where the uh, salading overthruster is. And he's like, buzz off. (laughs) Yeah, great one liners. And they start shocking him. Because he, honestly, he doesn't know. I don't think he knows where the fucking thing is. Yeah. And, uh, 
then some I think one of the one of the Cavaliers hits like the electrical box in the the abandoned sparks factory and they lose power. Yeah. So Buckaroo can get out of this uh, electrical torture contraption he's in. Well, Penny's being tortured as well. Yeah, she is. And they yeah. have a big, long, elaborate James Bond kind of torture device well, for yeah, her it's that, that they're letting a thing called the snot go yeah. down. Well, it. first they had a tarantula crawling across her leg. That was <sighs> that was just an appetizer yes. for the so snot. So spooky. Well, before that, too, I think it was John Big Booty was pouring honey on her, and he was going to pour and, ants, ants on her. Yeah. yeah, I love when they when they're like... You better start talking to us. And they hold up a little jewel case, <laughs> see-through jewel case with red ants dish. in it. Yeah, I was like, what is happening here? And then they're like, get some honey on her. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, so wonderful. So you're right. So, so Penny is in this contraption, and there's the, the snot, you said? It's called, technically, it's called it was a snot. really chintzy-ass-looking oh. And it's moving thing. at about an inch an hour. At a snail's pace. Oh. oh. <laughs> coming down this chute that's aimed toward her face. Of course, Brickshaw shows up before, and he ends up getting the guys out of the room. He's distracting him again, saying yeah. he wants to find John. Where's Big my goddamn Big... bomber? That's exactly yeah, we, So we learned that, that this no-good Secretary of Defense, he's working with the bad aliens? Because he's like, where's my bomber? Well, Yo-Yo Dined Propulsion Systems is a weapons supplier, and they were making what was called the Truncheon Bomber yes, for the United for the States government. government. Right. So that's why they had the government had ties. They had no idea it was the red left. Yeah, they just thought they were going to get a fucking super sweet stealth bomber with weird coral reef patterns and everything. Bingo bango. So we've got the so crew. The cavalry. They're just having the time of their life, just shooting everybody. He's like Jeff Goldblum's like, don't, shouldn't we be using these things to tell who's who? They're like, who fucking cares? We that got was a joke. You know? We just made that up. <laughs> we got that sweet, upbeat Huey Newis and the Lose uh, music playing. <laughs> And they're just uh, they're, what Huey Lewis in the news. What happened? Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> oh, whatever. They're Harder rock good. and roll is still beaten at this moment, <laughs> and they're just fucking <laughs> shooting along to the beat. Bow, 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 bow. Murder, murder, murder. And Buckaroo at this time he he rescues Penny from the snot. He just yep. grabs it and throws it away. And She's... then him and John board a fucking ship. That's right. Well. Lissardo's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. So him, yeah. Big Booty, and the other guy get in the ship that was supposed to, they were supposed to use this ship to fly into the eighth dimension, gather yeah. all their men, and then come back out to go to black to, back to Planet, Planet 10. 10. Planet 10. So that was the plan. But of course, because at this point, they don't know where the fucking uh, flux capacitator oscillating butt thruster is. Over thruster. Yeah. So they're like, fuck it, I'm going to use mine that I made. And like big booties, <laughs> like this is shit, man. Yeah, what everybody, the fuck? everybody's just like you're fucking bullshit. <laughs> you're over frusters, shit. It's it's. You're seeing that big booty, big bootay, has a real problem with uh, leadership that uh, right. John Warfin's well, thrown out. I think he's happy. He's constantly being called big booty, and that ain't his name. Yeah, that's so it's disrespectful. Like he can only take so much, and he, I, and he doesn't take that much because he gets shot. I think by, he was uh, happy on Earth. Just gonna say it. I think Big Booty liked being on Earth. I think a lot of them were. Yeah, I think they were living pretty good lives there. The fucking goddamn John Warfarin. Yeah, shoots Big Booty. The other guys like (laughs) it's Tay, 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 (laughs) and that's what got him shot. One more word out of you, and he said Tay, Tay. I actually hear that's uh, how Taylor Swift came up with her name. Tay, 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 Tay. Yeah, interesting from this movie. (laughs) So everything comes from this movie. Just another, another little. So while they're arguing, John Parker and Buckaroo sneak onto the ship, Mm. and the so like John Warfarin 
Dr. Lazaro, John Lithgow. He's ready to go to the eighth dimension, but of course he's oscillator fucking sucks. Yeah. And he just crashes through a fucking wall and just starts flying just, into the air. Oh, yeah. And so they, I guess they know the buckaroo's on there, so they just kick him off. The they never really explained how he figured <laughs> yeah. it out. I never noticed that. I, I know all of a sudden he's just making speeches to the crew and the ship, and then all he said, uh, and for you, Buckaroo, who I know is on board, and blah, blah, blah. As luck would have it, Buckaroo and John Parker were hiding in a escape, escape pod. pod. So they fly out. And this, sorry, this is where they lose me. This is the most anticlimactic fucking ending of all it's time. So... I mean, the budget, they probably ran out of money, so that's why it had to be this way. Well, as I was... It went fast. As I was <laughs> yeah. saying, like... When whenever the guy who wrote this movie would uh, and you help me fill in the blanks here because he ended up writing like forty five different versions of the movie and every time he would take a draft to the producers and everything and they would read it I guess they would give him notes and every time he got notes instead of just like filling in some blanks he would rewrite the movie yeah he rewrote like forty scripts for this supposedly they they'd give him a couple notes here and there just making suggestions. And he'd come back with an entire new script. So they had multiple names for this movie. They had multiple yeah. everything for this movie. It'd been going through many, many iterations. So it, it seems like that's something that he never quite figured out during the forty nine thousand rewrites. Uh, and yeah, so we Third ended act. up we ended up with the, this ending. Yeah. So while Buckaroo's in a spaceship, we go back down to Earth. We find out that Scooter had the missing piece from the oscillating overthruster. That's mm. your theory, but yeah, he had the oscillation go over there dressed the whole time. So it was. Well, how uh, the fuck did he get it? It fell out of Penny's purse. If you noticed, he went into the purse, or it fell through the purse. It was like a translucent kind of pink purse. Oh yeah. And he had it, and the I forget what you called him, but the Secretary of Defense was trying to bribe Brinswick. him with a I don't with a twenty dollar bill. Bickshaw. And he had a great line. What did Bickshaw. Scooter say to the secretary? Oh, response? when he first met him, he yeah. was like, uh something car I'll drink your blood, which I <laughs> yeah. thought was the most wow. awesome hardcore logo for a little boy with a big gun Yeah, This is like a Boy Scout kid, you know? He's just like got that big old rifle Drop and everything. That car, I'll drink your blood. <laughs> hey, that's not real, is it? And he fires it off. And then he tries to bribe him for He tries $20. to bribe him, yeah. <laughs> So, so we get that done. So we we figure out what happened to the os- oscillating uh, oscillation overthruster. Overthruster, <laughs> and so we're back up in space with Buckaroo. John Parker he figures out how to fly it. Buckaroo's like, I'll start shooting some shit. Oh shit! Is that a gun? Everything so conveniently happens in a two minute span. He's a test pilot. He gets yeah. Uh, he does. He intuitively he knows- just knows how to kill people. Oh, and so he goes. So, <laughs> so he's just like, all right. I'm going to shoot Dr. Lasardo's ship. All right, here goes. <laughs> Laser shoots out, blows the ship up. Like, there's there was no dogfights, no nothing. No. It was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he told John Parker, <laughs> left, go left. I mean, my left. Yeah, that's, then... that's the big, like, uh, <laughs> tension. Yeah. yeah. So... Well, they were both trying to figure it out. You found out John Parker uh, was more of a uh, diplomat. He flunked out of flight school. So he didn't really know how we to fly. It. It. Never I also want in. to point out the way John Parker was sneaking around. Did you remember Like he would be like running like this, like <laughs> kicking his feet up. I love it. He was very animated. <laughs> I love those details. Whenever he would always be doing like weird hand gestures, like all the time too. Yeah, they over exaggerated. It was. I he love was that. a special character. I really. It was. There's small enough details where you're like, what? 
but at the same time, they're they're so cherishable. I loved it. This is true. I I I, I can't stand that you didn't think I'd like this movie. But you know what I, I didn't love? <laughs> that Penny's dead, guys. That was the worst part. She's that broke the, my she's heart. On the back of the tour bus. How, okay, let's build this up for a second. Fate kills his first wife. <laughs> He finds her identical twin that she didn't know about, that he didn't know about. I love how it's just, just because she's identical, she's the perfect replacement <laughs> for his wife. <laughs> no personality. Well, well we find out in that bathroom scene that she's pretty into him. She's like, you like who we knew he and the Louis? <laughs> and he, you've, you've got all these guns and you, you, you fucking, you're a philanthropist and everything. I, I, I'm in love with you. And so it sparks tension, everything. Well, but... When Buckaroo speaking of sparks, speaking of sparks, <laughs> Buckaroo uh, jumps out, parachutes down. First thing he asks, happened to have a parachute. Yeah, on this I know an Earth parachute and everything. <laughs> they come prepared, so he par- parachutes down, and first thing he asks, he's like, "How's Penny doing?" And Perfect Tommy says, "She's good. She's good." And then he goes back. Much to the, like Death Wish 3. I was going to say, she has a broken arm. It's just a broken arm, dude. <laughs> he goes up to the tour bus. Jeff Goldblum's out there looking all forlorn. Yeah. And he's like, how's Penny? He's like, I did all I could. It's oh. like, how did from there to there? You know why? It goes back to my theory about Perfect Tommy. He was like, he wanted, oh. to, like, he wanted to crush his spirit. He's like, oh, she's fine. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe she was alive. Perfect Tommy just put his hand over her mouth and just Oh, killed. shit. <laughs> Hot takes. I won't oh, man. Kill that. The institute's going to be here real quick. They'll, they'll dry dock this yacht real fast. I, I, oh, my God. Is that a helicopter right there? <laughs> no, that's just his helicopter. Oh, oh. He was letting someone take it out for a spin. That, yeah, it is nice you have a helipad on your yacht. I, I love it. We don't go half-assed here. <laughs> well, I, yeah, right. Anyway, At some point, are we gonna fin- let's finish this one? <laughs> pull into your other yacht, your bigger yacht, because <laughs> yeah. we—you told me that this yacht pulls into another yacht, and then it pulls in. It's like uh, Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except with yachts. Let's pull into the end of this movie. Let's pull into it and fast. So Penny's dead, and Buckaroo's bummed out by that, obviously. But yeah. he still got the touch. He's got the power oh, of electricity. Okay. So he, like Frankenstein, brings her back to life with. Well, technically, he reaches down or he leans over. He gives her Drops a kiss. A yeah. You see the spark. Sparks. He pops all the way back, starts rubbing his nose, and then there's an in-cut or insert yeah. with the black electroids, and they kind of give you a wink and a nod, saying, we passed this through, and we're not going to let her die. Oh, wow. I want to know more about the black toids. <laughs> what would you like to know, sir? Well, unfortunately, we never learn it because even though at the end they set up a sequel, it never happened. Yeah. But we do get a great ending where we have all our heroes. Epic. Even Rawhide. He's, he's alive. Rawhide's alive. And they're walking down like the fucking aqueduct in L.A. Yeah. And Perfect Tommy has the perfect outfit. He's yep. got a fucking sweet-ass dice clay, like white leather jacket with no shirt on and like a glittery <laughs> kerchief. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, don't forget that chief. <laughs> and a jump in his step. Oh, man. And they just walk off into the sunset. End of movie. Boom. Credits roll, and then the and last then. title slide comes out. Stick around for the next adventure of Buckaroo Banzai with uh, going up against Hanoi Shan. So the crime syndicate, right? Crime, While yeah. I was looking for some images to use for our Instagram at Golan Globus Theater, all one word, um, I did happen across one of my least favorite people, Kevin Smith, and apparently he was. I don't like him. 
I I like his his I, first few movies, and then I don't. I'm in, I'm kind of Switzerland about. Him. I don't care one way or the other, but I do get annoyed that us as comic fans feel like we have to like him. Like it's like you have to like him. He likes comics. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like but. I think he's done a couple Batman books I liked, but for the most <laughs> his part, Daredevil was okay. his Green Arrow was good too. Uh-huh. Oh, let's check. So those out. turns out we all love Kevin Smith. Yeah, <laughs> so, we we're we're more neutral than we just hate him outright because yeah. I'll, I'll read his stuff and I'll watch his movies and stuff. I but, love the uh, Renaissance Kevin or not. I like the fact the original Kevin that yeah. this is just my take on it. But oh, man. I think uh, when he did that, I think the whole point of that comic book man show was just to give his kind of buddy who was like suicidal a job, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, though. Jay. Yeah. Not yeah, Jay, not Jay, the other one. The one that has like the long white beard. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so I think that was cool of him to do Sean that. Sean from the bathroom. He's getting ready for our uh, jump-in game of swords in my unlit bathroom. We're on a yacht. He's pissing on a person right now. Oh, yeah, right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> right now, there's a servant with her mouth open in front he's of got, him. He's, he's pissing in their mouth. He's got all these philosophic overthrusters just hanging around, so we keep hopping through matter and going back to my my house <laughs> to record. And uh, Yeah, so we're all just like hopping through matter all day and night. It's no big deal to him. He's got them lying around. He's got flux capacitors, too. He's got an oscillating uh, overthruster. Yeah. Oscillation over. Mm. I, uh, I'm going to install one in my toilet. Oscillation overthruster. So, so your shit can go to another dimension? So what exactly. was your point with Kevin Smith? So Kevin Smith apparently was signed on to do a uh, a series of Buckaroo Bonsai to continue it because he's a huge fan. That's true. That was actually recently too. And then it uh, apparently the deal all fell through because they're in probate court trying to figure out who owns the rights to Buckaroo Bonsai right now. So if we're lucky. You don't? Uh, it's negotiations. <laughs> okay. Dan Gilbert and I are actually. <laughs> oh boy, he just sold Greek Town to free up some cash. So. I mean, you got to laugh at Dan Gilbert, right? Because you have oodles more than him. I've taken him under my wing. You know, I've shown him some ropes. Okay, okay. An apprentice, if you. Will. I'm happy that you don't get caught up in his buy all of Detroit game. I'm the man behind the man. Oh no! Ah, okay. Evil genius. No more shitty Chicago pizza places in Detroit. I agree. Okay. I think that's a Let's travesty that there is a Chicago Keep pizza that shit place. out. I don't mind if like a New York pizza place comes in, but Chicago pizza is not. And Chelly's is closing down. That's fine. I hear it was shit. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> a little Detroit knowledge for you people who are from Detroit. It always has to slip in there a little bit. But so, you mentioned about the uh, the Kevin Smith. They've tried, other people have tried to make sequels, to make prequels. Uh, Star Trek. Creators in Star Trek, her last name's Nakuda. I have no idea. Nakuda uh, Matata. They did, Akuda uh, Matata. her and her husband, they did uh, some stuff for Star Trek. They produced movies and the Enterprise series. Okay. And they're huge. They did a commentary track on the extended picture disc, or what do we call it? Laser disc? Laser? What do we call them? I forget. When the fuck are we going to get asked to do a commentary on a laser disc? I. Uh, <laughs> We've have been we proved our metal. We've been proof it, pr- proofing it. We God just damn it! Bash the shit out of Kevin Smith. So I don't think you're making that. We cut. bashed him, but we then just, we immediately <laughs> were like, you know what? We really we feel bad about that, Mister Smith. But they uh, they tried and they wrote a whole script. So there's uh, there's scripts out there. They've actually made props. They've made uh, they had sites. They had all kinds damn. of stuff, and it just didn't get greenlit. They made pilots for TV shows. Damn. This has been a a uh, a long standing. Property that people have tried over and over to get made, but it just couldn't happen. 
Wow. Well, probably because this movie bombed when it came out. I mean, this is the epitome it was, of a cult movie. Yeah, 7 mil uh, box office, and it was like 16 mil to make. And half of that was me. Half of that was you. <laughs> As a toddler, just, just <laughs> dropping off the <that> gas. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, we got to wrap it up, because if we do it soon, we'll be under the length of the movie itself. Look at that. Okay. So, uh, so uh, hey. Thanks for coming on, Sean. You did great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. You brought a lot, a lot of information, and you made this movie much more interesting. Well, it was already interesting. <laughs> you made it. You made me want to watch it a third time. Uh, my job here is done. Now I drop you guys off at the shore. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just, I was gonna take, make you swing. I'll just take this oscillating <laughs> fan back home, or yeah, make a swing and then swim. <laughs> <laughs> you can jump in the dinghy. So next week, Griff, Thanksgiving. We're going to give thanks. I don't know if you noticed, but Monday we lost a true legend. True legend. Of course, we're talking about Mr. Stanley. Mr. Stanley. So even though we were actually planning on doing a Golden Globus movie for Thanksgiving, we can't let fucking the great Stanley's death go by. We had to switch courses pretty quickly. And, of course, we have to still adhere to our rules of going to go see her. Absolutely. By having a great action hero. So One of my favorite. So we're going to do Captain America. Ooh, and yes, I, 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 and I understand Jack Stanley did not create Captain America. It was Jack Kirby and Joe Simon. Yep. But he brought him back, and he made him to Steve Rogers' will, known love. And I'm not talking about fucking Chris Evans' Captain America. No. I'm not talking about... Trashed here compared to yes, this guy. I'm not talking about the 90s Captain America. No. We're, talking, we're going old school. We're going straight, red, motherfucking brown, 1979... Mm. Captain America TV mm. movie. Oh, my God. I watched it today. Gem. I remember watching it as a child and being underwhelmed. I hope It's because you didn't understand the complexities of emotions that were happening. I think you're right, because I felt the same way about Buckaroo. I did not like it as a child, but now that I've seen it as an adult and I had him explain it to me, yeah. I enjoyed it. it, it it's, you're going to be blown away when you see this movie. And by blown away, I mean you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much like when I was a child. So we got all of that and more next week. So we will see this for, for now. This is Perfect Timmy. Got Buck, it. Buckaroo Sean. Buckaroo Sean. <laughs> and Griff Big Bootay. Ooh, yeah. See you, you next know. week. Keep say, it warm. Say bye, Sean. Ahoy. That's, that's appropriate. Yeah, bye.